This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Welcome back. Thanks for the emails. Nice to hear from everybody. Some of you haven't heard from in a while. Jeff, Nancy, haven't heard from you guys in a little while. Heard from Chris. Funny story, my friend. Dan, always good to hear from you. Clay, thanks for the response. I know there was many others, just a few that come to the top of my mind. It really uh, invigorated me. It really does. The emails, uh, I really appreciate getting them. It lets me know somebody's listening. I mean, how else do I know? I look at download download numbers. It's kind of addicting. You always want to see up, up, off the charts, up, you know, to feed my ego. It doesn't matter where you sit. As long as it's up. It's like up. You don't want to see that, but they come down. They fluctuate. And so uh, a couple things have been going on with me that uh, the the motivation was good for me. One is that um, uh, I'm not going to run for county commissioner here. I've changed my mind about that. And uh, the reasoning is uh, personal. (laughs) For personal reasons, uh, it is. um, And, you know, well, put it this way. I'm not going to run right now. I just don't think the time is right. Uh, I could give you a million different reasons and excuses. Does it really matter? Uh, The bottom line is this. I I took it off the table it's just not the right time for me. I wasn't planning to do it. You know the whole story. Just I look at what's going on. I'm like, God help us. Somebody's got to jump in here and, and take the bull by the horns and do something. This country's going down the tubes by the day. So, that you know, I, 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 I'm a, a, a person who appreciates service, and I try to do my part. And that's part of that's what this podcast is about. And, you know, certainly I'm willing to roll my sleeves up. I'm the, uh, the uh, treasurer for Nancy Price's campaign here for Pennsylvania Assembly. Boy, am I learning a lot doing that. Uh, I do encourage you to do all this stuff. So I, I don't feel like I'm bailing out or not walking the walk. For God's sake, I do a daily podcast. I'm her treasurer. I do other things. I had a new Republican project. And that was really what weighed on me. Can I, am I really able to do this? Well, I can able to do anything. You know, at least in in my mind. But I'm getting older, and I have other priorities. You know, my priority right now, you know, I had, I had a, a pretty good real estate career, got cut off with the Great Recession, uh, made some real estate investments on my own that, um, you know, did okay. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, whatever you'd say, independently wealthy or living on easy street or anything like that. Um, but it's put us in a, in a you know, a good spot. Can't complain. We eat well. Uh, you know, we've got animals, and we enjoy uh, the, pretty much uh, whatever we want to enjoy for the most. You know, within reason. I like we're traveling around the world and not spending the winters in Bora Bora. But would I like to do that? But anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, think we're supposed to be coasting. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Life isn't supposed to be so hard right now. Our daughter's seven, seven and a half. Coming up on eight, you know, things are getting a little easier. We don't have to beat the dogs anymore. Nah, you know I'm kidding. We don't beat the dogs. I had to chase the shepherd down one time. 
he, he pounced on my daughter. We had to put a stop to it or we were going to have to get rid of the dog. And I took a bamboo stick and I, I ran him down. I kid you not. People think I'm nuts when I say this. My daughter witnessed it and so did the other two dogs. I don't think I could. I know I couldn't do it right now. I've put on a few pounds and I'm not in as good a shape for that kind of thing. And it killed me. Anyway, I chased him into a corner. And I took that bamboo stick and I whacked it against the wall right behind him like 10 times. And uh, that dog has never given me a hard time since. If I have to grab the dog, just a little tip for you, going off point. Uh, But I had a conversation about this the other day, so it's kind of fresh on my mind. If I have to grab the dog, which you do occasionally, uh, I'll grab it uh, by the back of its neck. And most dogs, I think, I'm no dog whisperer. Growing up with dogs my whole life, most dogs respond to that. If you establish that dominant, it's like a bite to them, you know, the whatever. That's how their mother care, whatever. You do that, and the dog, you know, feels it feels powerless, I guess. And you usually get the dog's attention and, and command whatever control you need of the dog. Not always, not always. Um, there's times when you really got to uh, get a hold of the dog, like when our pit bull had our little. Our little fluff fluff in its in her mouth, shaking her back and forth. Ugh, my mother in law's here, my daughter's out, and 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 there's our beautiful dog, <laughs> scowling, screaming. My wife is freaking out. I'm grabbing the pit bull. Here's the funny thing, and the, so the pit bull, uh, she's a pit bull. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Uh, I don't think she would go after a friendly human being. I mean, she's a lap dog. We don't, you know, worry about her. Uh, but I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of BB either. Um, with animals, she's a little different, and she can be very bossy with the other dogs. Fortunately, the shepherd is the perfect complement to her. But here's the funny thing uh, about her shaking Sophie around like that in her mouth. She never broke any skin, amazingly. But Sophie will never take food again. Sophie took the food and BB was like, uh, no. <laughs> right in front of my mother-in-law's. I'm grabbing her. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, I need to leave. <laughs> she hasn't come back since. No, nah, I'm kidding around. Anyway, where was I? Uh, so not running for office. Uh, kind of enjoying life is the point we wanted to get to. And we found it here with this property. We love this house, this property that we have. Moved down here two and a half years ago. Uh, if you were listening then, you know the whole story because I told it about a million times. We were so excited. It was just a, such a new beginning. And we still are. I had this conversation with my daughter Friday night around the campfire. I kid you not. It's one of the things we love. The fact that we can walk right out back here and have a campfire. This is, and this is, we have very sophisticated fire pit. It's all on the ground. We were visiting some relatives, and I was like, oh, you should see our flip. And they're like, really? What kind is it? It's a hole in the ground. <laughs> I don't get real fancy. I'd save the money for the whiskey, the hole, the, where the fire, the wood doesn't know the difference where it's burning, trust me. And you lower it down. I find, it was just something I tested, digging a hole in the ground works really well. But I said to my daughter while we were out there, uh, and this is why I loved it. I knew it would create this time. I really did. You know, it's burning these big logs, sitting out there with my daughter. We're playing with the dogs, playing on the swing set. It's summertime. It's nighttime. There's fireflies. We found a toad while we were out there. We found a snake in the woodpile. What else is there? 
You tell me. I mean, you could add a beach, you could add a dock, you could do add all that stuff. But what more do you really need at that point? Nothing. Relaxing outside, breathing fresh air, having great father-daughter time, and having a great time doing it. And that was what we wanted to do more of. And that's really what I want to be spending my time doing. Working around the house, out there digging. You've heard me talking about it. I love it. It's a switch for me. It, it, it changes my atmosphere. So I was just like, if, if I run for commissioner, I'm going to destroy any chances of what's remaining of the time I have to do those things I enjoy. And I just, I can't. My, my wife wouldn't support it. And, uh, and there's other reasons as well. Um, but anyway, it's not a big deal. Um, and it's not like a big boo-hoo thing. Like I said, when the time is right, I'll know when the time is right. God willing, let the government run itself. I don't need to get involved. Maybe I could even cut back on the podcast, which is the next thing I want to talk to you about. So I'm not, I'm not planning on coming back. I don't think anyway. But let me just tell you what to say. Uh, so something happened. I, I kind of made this decision that I wasn't going to run about a week ago. Maybe, maybe you heard the change in my tone. I don't know. Nobody said anything, which is good. I wanted to just – I told myself I was going to make a decision September 1st, and uh, here we are. And um, tomorrow, right, uh, is the first. So uh, <clears throat> I'm making the announcement that I'm not intending to run. And yeah, look, I mean, there's time left. There's nothing to say I can't change my mind again, uh, although I don't see that happening, quite frankly. Not likely, anyway. Um, but the weird thing that happened is I really just grew very, very uh, sick of politics. I really did. Now, this has happened to me before. Uh, I don't think it's – and I think – I mean, if you listen to Glenn Beck, I don't listen to Glenn Beck too much. Anymore. You'll see him cycle through. You can tell. You guys are like burn out of talking about Democrats, you know, um, and, and the same old stuff. And you, you can see it coming. Like the playbook and, and you know, I, podcasting, I'm still new to broadcasting and, and even politics really. I never really told this part of the story, but I really got involved in politics really in the early 90s after I got out of the Marine Corps. I was driving a lot. I listen to a lot of talk radio, which I love. If you know my story, I'm a big talk radio guy my whole life since I was a kid. And I just love the gift of oration. And that's really my passion, delivering a message, trying to um, – I don't really want to convince people. And my, my idea is not only just to get people thinking about things, but uh, opening their minds to looking at it from different perspectives – even if you don't agree, because at least if you can understand that perspective, you can understand how pieces fit together, and it's good for intelligence gathering, gaining a wider understanding, really, right? Understanding why. That's really what I always wanted to kind of get to. Maybe I'm answering my own question. Understanding why. Why are we seeing what's going on right now? Oh, man. Well, because the election was stolen. The government's gotten out of control. They've got more armed federal agents now than the size of the Marine Corps expanded and armed IRS. Who who would think this would be a bad idea? I don't know. I'm 51 years old, going to be 52 in a few months. Um, what do I know? I know that I remember a time when it was really horrible to deal with the IRS. I told some of those stories, some of the things I saw happen to my father. I never really had any big problems myself, uh, but I've had a few little issues. Oddly enough, I found the IRS to be much better to deal with than the local tax authorities. You want to hear? Let me tell you a local tax story real quick. You want to hear this? I think you guys like when I do this. It's completely off point, uh, but I think it's an interesting story. So, uh, <clears throat> my first uh, rental home. When did we buy that? It was two thousand four. 
2004, we went to buy a, a, a rental house, a house we were going to rent, right? <clears throat> Three-bedroom house, one bathroom, pretty nice, beautiful house. Walk-up attic uh, on the side of a hill overlooking town with a big, beautiful deck, walk-out basement, big, beautiful eat-in kitchen, side porch overlooking the, the, the hillside. It's gorgeous, just really gorgeous house. And um, we bought that house. We ended up buying two in the same day. Right, almost identical houses in two different towns. It was funny, stupidest thing I ever did. Uh, why we took those on? You think oh, they're little houses, no big deal, but it really ended up being uh, more than twice the headache. So anyway, long story short, we get all that stabilized. We rented them, and uh, I don't know. About a year later, uh, I think we got a call from the title company, and they're like, "Hey, the the tax collector's trying to get a hold of you." And I'm like, "Run!" No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so I called the tax collector. And he's like, um, yeah, you know, your house, your house there is getting ready to go to uh, you know, sheriff's sale. You guys didn't pay the taxes. And uh, I was like, give me your address. No, I'm kidding. So I was like, all right. So my business partner handled all the all the money. And I'm like, what have you done with the tax money? Now, he said, uh, you know, we never got a bill. No, I, I didn't pay anything. And uh, so anyway, uh, it boils down to the, 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 the lawyer for the, for the, the tax collector uh, which in these parts is, is a company called Berkheimer. And I forget the name of the lawyer now. doesn't really matter. Well, anyway, Berkheimer, horrible to deal with, at least back then. This is like 2005-ish, maybe in that range. And um, they're like, we can't talk to you. It's been turned over to legal. I call legal their lawyer, and they're like, we can't talk to you. You're not a lawyer. Everything has to be done in writing. So uh, this is really even funnier about all this, especially in today's numbers. But the tax bill was like $450 for the year. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you can't register a car in Pennsylvania for that these days, right? So it's $450 that we owed. Well, guess how much the, the lawyer wanted from us? It was like $1,800. And I'm like, yeah, how do you come to that? Now, they won't talk to me. So basically conclude that they're like, yeah, it's $450 plus the 10% penalty plus the legal fees, Right. And so I go down to the state representative. I'm like, can you give me the law that, you know, for the authority to tax and see the law? And the law is very clear, lacks any ambiguity. The tax uh, is due by uh, December 31st or January 1st or whatever the date in there is. And if it's not, and it's your responsibility as a property owner, whether you're notified or not, specifically says that right in the statute. And it says if you don't pay it, it's a 10% penalty. So now we're up to you know four fifty plus ten five hundred dollars, right? So, um, I uh, I go back and forth with the lawyer, and I'm like, this is ridiculously expensive, and they give me a breakdown of the fees, and I said I'm not going to pay it, and if you want to go to court, I'll go to court. This was out in another county, so it was a ways away. And the law firm is down, it was down in Plymouth Meeting, which is even a little further away. It was a little couple towns over from me here where I live. And so they were going to have to send lawyers out there to fight this thing. And I know that Pennsylvania legal system well enough to know that it's rarely that these things get settled in one visit to the courthouse. And I'm like, I'll drive. <laughs> At that point, uh, I was in business for myself. I didn't have to worry about a job or anything like that. And... Um, you know, I don't think I said it because it was a room. I'm like, I'll go camp out down there with you. I don't care. It'll be years before this is settled. And here was my argument. I said, listen, here, here's what they did that was sloppy. Uh, they have, you know, now today online access to property records. 
So if a property is deeded to you, you can go online. Uh, you may have to pay for it. It might be a subscription, but any lawyer would have it. Uh, and you can go on there and see with an address who owns it and what the, the mailing address is for that individual. And so I said, look, uh, you continued to mail the notices and everything to the, the, the property address um, when if you would check the county records, you would have seen that it was incorrect. And when you, if you would have sent us the first notice, which they had like a $70 fee in there, uh, we would have received that first notice and we would have paid it. And so I'll pay you 70 bucks, but that's it. And guess what I ended up paying? 70 bucks. <laughs> it was like 600 bucks total. I, it's so funny to me now. And I was just for some reason like a piranha with that stuff. Like, I will not pay. <laughs> of all the things we paid, you know, a, a lady we tried to help and she stuck us for money. And if that wasn't enough, like six months later, I get a, a like a, a $1,500 bill from Roto-Rooter. Like, hey, you got to pay this. I'm like, pay what? Like, ah, this lady had a bunch of clogs and never paid the bill. And I paid them because I'm like, well, you know, it was my property. And, you know, they did come and do the work. And uh, if you've been on that uh, end of the, of the paycheck, uh, you know what it's like to constantly get stuck for money because it's something you had no control over. And uh, I don't do that. Uh, we had a, a plumber out there um, uh, th- that did a lot of work for us, not drain cleaning, plumbing and heating. And um, we also got our oil from them for both properties. We're like six years in, and they they send us this notice with a letter from the state, and they're like, we have to pass on this bill to you for sales tax that we never collected that we didn't realize we were supposed to because in Pennsylvania, because it's a rental and we paid for the oil, which we did because we didn't want any disruption of service and want the pipes freezing, we're supposed to charge tax on that, 6% Pennsylvania sales tax. Unreal. So they're like sending it to me, and I'm like, it wasn't my error. It was your error. But you know what? I paid it. You know why? Because it was rightfully our bill. What? They made a mistake. Uh, you know, they're going to get, get uh, bit on this technicality. Now, I didn't have the ability to pass it on to a tenant at that point, but the reality was it wasn't going to get passed on anyway. So uh, I just I paid and I valued the relationship with them. So anyway, it's just my kind of mindset on things. But some things like that tax bill, I'm like, oh, no. Absolutely not. I'm a little anti-government in that sense. I'm like, you should have done your job better. I just didn't like the outrageous fees from the attorney. At this point in my life, I, I, I would have probably made a couple of calls. I probably would have just paid it, to be honest with you. Not that I need everybody on the planet knowing that. Anyway, uh, so back to my point, uh, not running for office. And it really just uh, ran me dry on on politics. I just find myself I, – I, like uh, I was talking to Nancy Price on the phone last night. She's the one running for assembly here. Um, uh, she said, did you hear that You know, Mark Zuckerberg said that the FBI had him um, shadow ban the, the Hunter Biden laptop story? And I had heard that. And that's not exactly what was said, by the way, a little bit different than that. But um, – yeah, listen, if you don't know that Facebook is controlling the flow of information, I've jokingly said Facebook Incorporated, FBI, I really think they have FBI. From what I'm told, there are FBI agents in the Facebook offices. Well, what is the difference? There's no net difference. They're watching, they're controlling. And I, I've never heard of anybody be like, you know what? I am so glad I was on Facebook. Get a load of this. 
Do you know I paid off my mortgage? No, it's always like losing their job, losing their marriage. You know, it just just goes on and on and on. Why people do it? uh, Well, I get the draw. Sometimes I miss it a little bit. I miss the guys from the Marine Corps. Um, You know, some of my family members that just aren't worthy of talking to. Uh, But, you know, it's nice to see them once in a while on Facebook. Um, But there's just no way I want to participate in that. That they quashed this story about the Biden laptop. It's sickening. And and, and I know not everybody, you're not not one of those election deniers, are you? I just don't even really have the energy to get into it right now. But anyway, Nancy was going through. I'm like, yeah, I'm aware of it. I'm not even surprised. I've been talking. I know it's not a long time. I've been doing the podcast. uh, What are we coming up on five years? We're coming up on six. We're coming up on six. Pretty sure. I'll have to look into it a little further. But anyway, uh, it's been long enough. You know, the Trump dossier, the whole, now they call it Russiagate, this confusing of terms. I've had it, right? What did they, just last week, they talked about the uh, inflation reduction bill. But they don't call it that this week. Why are these names keep changing? It's causing confusion. It's wreaking havoc. It's plainly lying. And nobody seems too upset about the dishonesty of all that. And I think that's the root of my disgust. You know, I'm like, and it's kind of this weird yin and yang, this dichotomy for me, because on one hand, I'm like, I need to calm down. I need to just chill out. I really do. I have people telling me, you're a little amped up. I'm like, I, I don't want to be a little amped up. I just want to go dig dirt in the yard and play with the frogs and stuff and light a fire once in a while. That's all. That's all I want to do. A little good beef on the grill. I'm not asking for much. I'll even go with the electric car the way I drive. I probably will go electric. I know some of you hate to hear that. And I got my issues with all that, but I'll go I'll go in on the electric car. I even I have a big southern facing roof. I'm ready for solar panels. I said take the degree look, I'm as liberal as I can get. <laughs> I give up. I'm messing around. I'm completely messing around. But I'm just I don't know what it is. The politics is just like, yeah, I know. And Trump's coming out now that he should be reinstated. They're like, oh, what an idiot. Who would say? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. He needs to be reinstated. The Supreme Court uh, needs to be protected and and emboldened to protect the Constitution. Some of these um, officials really need to be investigated. Uh, But I, I don't know. I just I can't even get into it. Uh, it just, it makes my head hurt. Where are we headed? That's the, you know, I'm reading the news. And this is what made me say this about this whole Inflation Reduction Act, which they now call the Climate Bill. And some of the news, I was looking at it, you know, oh, this is going to be great for the future. We're going to be developing new technologies. And just that fast, by the way. And it's not a new green deal. Some people, this is the new green. I'm like, the new green deal was like thirty trillion. This is nothing. Um, but already they then came out, came out in the Guardian. Maybe I have it here, and they're saying that uh, nothing can be done now. It's too late. Greenland is going to melt, and it's going to raise oceans a foot. Even in the article, it said, but it's not yet known the timeline for that. <laughs> So it could be 150 years, right? In which case, do I care? Well, you should. I totally agree. We should be good stewards of our environment. And uh, we should leave it better than we've had it. 
But at the same time, I believe we're going to need heat this winter. I really do. I think it's important. Um, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you think differently. Maybe you think we don't need heat. I have enough solar lighting. I've covered this already. I could light my house on solar. Uh, but uh, the heat is definitely an issue. We're still reliant on fossil fuels. So anyway, I'm tired of politics. Long-winded way of saying that. So maybe I just need a break. Even as I get this out of my system, uh, I feel a little reignited. Uh, so thank you for listening to me complain. But the other thing that I, I got wind of that I really haven't had a chance to look into is something called podcast indexing. And I've been really concerned about this as I look at our podcast numbers. And specifically, I'm like, we're not getting nearly enough listens. What is going on? It goes up, it goes down. Every time it goes up, I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to be a strong upward trend. We're going to, But it's not. I can tell from the YouTube channel that the stuff is just completely shadow banned. And I know that it's not in my head because I see it on every other conservative channel, candidates included. Uh, quite frankly, it seems to be across the board with politics with a few rare liberal ex- exceptions that they turn into stars, right? If you're Stacey Abrams and you put out a YouTube video, it'll get a million views. If you're Chris, it'll get four. It's weird. My buddy Dan Burton, I could go on and on. And it's the big names in some cases. Not big names, but, you know, I don't know. So you can't get that. So what does that mean for the future of the podcast, really? The, the message is that um, they're going to squeeze everything out. Here, oh, here was the other thing I wanted to share with you that I got window. Maybe I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think I started to mention it. Uh, I think Apple and YouTube and probably plenty of others at this point, they're sponsoring or, or paying, staffing their own creators. And so and, – and, and there's a couple different – they're still outsourcing. Like there's a channel I saw, guys power washing. And this is just mindless stuff people watch. I catch myself doing it every once in a while, laying in bed, getting ready to fall asleep. And the dude's pouting, like, oh, that looks nice when he's done, you know. Not everybody's into that kind of thing. But I see the guy, what he does is he goes, he offers the services for free, and he's making money on the YouTube ads. Well, how long is that going to last? Who knows? You know, right now the whole influencer market is big business, that, you know, they're attracting people. But I, I'm guessing Google probably does it. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook and Twitter do. You know, they have staff, teams of people that are going around and creating content. Well, guess what stuff is getting the views? Guess what what stuff is getting the attention? Of course. All built around the ad revenue. And I'm a podcast that doesn't advertise. And so it will continue on faith and uh, faith and effort. You know, all I can do is keep talking. Um, you know, I'm not going to run right now. I'm, I'm not going to run any ads. I'm not going on those social media platforms. And I'm going to stay true to that. Uh, I don't plan on selling anything. I saw an ad. Maybe I have it here in the list. To- toxic boxed mattresses. Don't say I didn't tell you. I have warned you. I have warned you on the, 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 the toxic mattress syndrome that has infected conservative radio. Uh, and many of you are doubling down to add slippers and pillows and whatnot. And um, I would just say buyer beware. I'm horsing around. But I don't intend to run any ads. 
no intentions at all. So, you know, what does that mean in the world of ad-driven content delivery? I don't know. I guess i got to find out more about this indexing. Maybe somebody listening knows something about it. All right. Well, thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Maybe I can move past that and get back to my otherwise energetic self. Let me run down a couple stories here. Uh, remember I was talking the other day about, you know, we should invoice people when they stay in jail? They do. I don't know what determines when people are or not in one. I wish I would have saw this before. I would ask Matt Melvin, did you get a bill? When you're, $250 a day. And I thought to myself, wow. So imagine you have money. And uh, so you say, uh, you know, Matt's story, he went to jail for two years for stealing a car, which was like a, 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 a retaliation thing more than a, a theft crime, in my opinion. I'm no lawyer. I'm no DA. Just was kind of crazy to me. And, uh, you know, suppose Matt had a lot of money and he goes to jail for two years and $250 a day. Can I figure that out? Let me see. 250 a day, 250 times uh, 365 times two years. That's $182,000. So suppose Matt went to jail and um, he's got a house. And uh, next thing you know, um, he loses it because he's got to pay all these fees coming out of jail. Let alone the guy next to him has nothing, pays nothing. I don't know how that all works out, really. I was shocked to see it. Another interesting story here, the death of a Navy SEAL. Uh, train, death in Navy SEAL training exposes a culture of brutality, cheating, and drugs. And if you read through the article, I didn't see any information, let alone evidence, provided of any brutality, cheating, or drugs. The guy had, apparently had some kind of a lung issue, was coughing up blood and stuff, sounded pretty near, but finished everything. And uh, the night that he graduated, went back to his room and died on the floor. That's the story. Horrible, really. But what does that point to any kind of a culture within the Navy SEALs? How would these uh, idiots, idiot blog writers have any idea? They don't. But they put that headline out there, and it's pretty damaging to a great American institution, important for peace around the world. And they just slander it. This is the Internet today. This is the, the state of journalism today. So then I see this story, which is actually a video. And from what I can tell, this business called the police out because they uh, wanted somebody to leave the premises. They wouldn't leave. And it looked like maybe a dental office or something like that. I don't know what the deal was. The guy in question is yelling at the cop. He's filming the whole thing, just being completely obstinate. And I thought, how many times a day do you think this goes on for the police? I can imagine just nonstop at this point. And I saw this. This is an indication of the problem. Part of New Jersey hiking trail closed after over 100 black vultures found dead. Isn't that racist to say that? I think these people would come up with better names. Monkey pox is racist. I don't know who it's racist against. Do you? Who? Who? What? What race or monkeys indicative of? I don't know. Do you? Not sure what they're talking about there. Black vultures. Well, we all know what that means. Racist. Use the word black. I don't know. It just caught my eye. Uh, this is the number one way to re, uh, ward off chronic back pain. According to experts, I actually didn't even look at this stupid article. Do they have it here? 
Um, oh, movement. That's what it was. I did check it out. I take that back. Movement. So I wanted to mention this uh, as somebody who dealt with back pain for a lot of years. And I'll tell you my way of dealing with it. Uh, it's a multi-pronged approach. Uh, I'm, you know, as far as the movement for back pain, I guess it depends on what the back pain is, right? But um, I do think that that is important. But I, I don't know what's more or less the weight, keeping your weight down. It's just brutal on your back, really. So weight, move. I think that's all good. Uh, but I, I go to the chiropractor every week. I go to the chiropractor every week. I do dead hangs just about every day to stretch my back out. If you can't do dead hangs, you could do one of those reverse hang things. Um, what else? I, I do these stretches for my hips and my back, and I do it religiously, and I haven't had any back pain in years. I do try to walk a lot. All these things are important to uh, keeping a healthy back, which I recommend, especially for uh, men over 40, just to protect your back. Uh, it's important, even if you have a good back. This is hilarious. Drug dealers threaten, extort uh, producers of Natalie Portman Project filming in Baltimore. You probably have no idea what this is, but here's one of the little breadcrumbs tied back to other stories. Two Two local Baltimore drug dealers told the Apple TV production that they needed 50 grand or they were going to shoot them. <laughs> 50 grand to be on their turf. You want Black Lives Matter. We want some cash. You, think, you don't think they're surviving off of flags and T-shirts, do you, you idiots? Apple Productions. Interesting, right? In Baltimore. I've been around Baltimore, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I was thinking about this when I was talking yesterday about the, the viral video, the old school viral video with the girl, the woman walking through New York City, probably Brooklyn, I'm guessing, some of the fringe areas. You go through down in Baltimore and you step off a few blocks and you go down in the hood. And let me tell you something. If you're white, you got a problem. You got a serious problem. You don't see white people. You drive through. You get ugly looks. It's like, uh, and then black people might say, well, that's what we experience. All right. I don't know how we get these uh, turf wars, but I'm just telling you, uh, there's places down. I'm sure they're the nicest places to live, uh, but not for whites. They just don't want whites there. Can you blame them? I, you know, not at all, right? 50 grand. They're like, yo, what are you doing? Oh, we're filming a Black Lives Matter film. Yeah, not now you're not. What do you mean? Give me 50 grand or I'm going to shoot you and tell me you love me because I'm black. <laughs> Probably the Hispanics would do it. I don't know. I don't know what the ethnic makeup. I think it's mostly black in Baltimore. Uh, we were down there in the Inner Harbor, and it was uncomfortable. Horror, the, the drugs, you could just the, the open air drug use. And it's not even that they buy, like, do what you want. It's not like I get all bent out of shape about that kind of thing. I don't want to smell it, I don't want to see it. But bigger, more importantly, I don't want to deal with you acting like a goon all bent over on the sidewalk. I got to explain to my daughter. I didn't run into this down there, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was next. Anyway, I saw another disgusting drag queen story here. You can check it out. Uh, the video is here. I have the, the link in the show notes if you want to look at it. 
horrible. They're bringing it's targeted to kids reading a, a homosexual story, and you want know, to say, okay, um, do I think that kids should be targeted in the traditional marriage? No, I, I think that kids shouldn't be targeted at all for any kind of an indoctrination. I don't know. I'm sure there's a million ways you could dissect that and argue with it. The bottom line is I don't think that it's appropriate to have a dude dressed as a woman reading stories to, to six-year-olds about a gay fairy tale. I just don't get it. I, you know, I, no more than I would understand would say it would be acceptable to read Fifty Shades of Grey to six-year-olds. It's explicit content. Ugh. This is why I, I think I get burnt out. I just, you know, this isn't st- stopping. This isn't slowing down. Me getting angry and upset about the drag queens in front of the kids. Thank God I'm not having any more kids. Thank God I never had this happen to my daughter. I don't know what to say. At what point is she going to be exposed to this lunacy? I got to put some kind of explanation on it. What do you say? Well, Daddy, you don't, you don't hate queer people, do you? Uh, no, now all of a sudden I'm going to defend myself? I don't know. I, I, it's just, why are we talking about it? What is it doing for the country? It's such a small part of the population. Why do we have to ram it down the kids' throats? Why does it keep appearing in the news? Why do I keep talking about it? I don't know. Um, Vice President Harris could not answer a question on who would pay for the student loan handout. Let me tell you what she said. I want to get done here. I don't want to stay long. She said, uh, well, let's start with this. First of all, a lot of the same people who are criticizing what we rightly did in following through on a commitment that we made to forgive a student loan debt are the same people who voted for a tax cut for the richest Americans. Well, let me tell you something. There's a big difference. Number one, this wasn't voted on. The president's trying to do it by executive order. Number two, all Trump did with his tax cut was make good on his promise. So what's the difference? The difference is huge. The difference was Trump was giving back more of the money that was rightfully theirs in the first place, while while the Biden team wants to completely circumvent the entire democratic process and just do what they want to take money from other people. It's completely the opposite. It has no correlation at all. And that this one issue in what they've done here points to the moral divide in this country. It points to how differently we think than the other side. That this simple act of putting your hands in somebody else's pockets is wrong. I don't care what excuse you want to put on it. Free college, Black Lives Matter. Tax cuts are letting people keep more of what's already theirs. And considering what we're paying, $18,000 for every man, woman, and child in this country, on average, I think it's high time that we do work to cut taxes. And if there's a threat to our democracy that you hear Kamala Harris and her minions Repeat a million times a day. Threat to democracy. Threat to democracy. Really, what is spending money, taxpayers' money, without going through the democratic process? That Biden thinks that by executive order, like he's some kind of a king with the with the whip of his hand, can just spend billions of dollars, if not more. And then I'll tell you that it's cutting inflation, and you'll say, oh, it's great. I don't know. What are you going to do? Ah. I wore myself out, God willing. It was good for me. I enjoyed being here. I hope you enjoyed listening. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. And I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.